Hello, hello, I'm Lisa Marie, and welcome to the Macro Coach Pro Podcast. Over the last seven years, I've scaled my macro coaching business to transform hundreds of women's lives with a balanced lifestyle approach to health and fitness. And now I'm helping online coaches like you do the same. I'll be sharing my secrets and industry-leading strategies with you. Whether you're on a personal fitness journey or looking to get epic results for your clients, the Macro Coach Pro podcast is for you. Let's dive in. All right, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. This is another jam-packed episode all about three types of stressors. Yes, we're talking about stress that impact your client's ability to make progress. So if you are a macro coach, this episode is specifically for you. This is going to help your coaching practices because stress matters so much in a client's fitness journey. And many times clients and coaches kind of just view stress as like, how stressed out does my client feel? Or maybe clients report to you like, oh, I'm, I'm really not that stressed when in reality, like it goes so much deeper than that. And, you know, this is my second episode kind of giving you guys a look into kind of my coaching practices, my coaching philosophy, so that you can up-level your own coaching container and be a better coach in this space because we need to be more industry-leading. This, you know, macro coaches in general, this market is very saturated, so we need to be really competitive and level up as macro coaches and really have those industry leading coaching practices that really set us apart and give clients that really high level transformation. So we have to do more than just crunch some macro numbers. We have to look at all parts of biofeedback and stress is a super important part of that. So if you are a macro coach, welcome. I'm happy you're here. If you are a client who is or someone who is on their fitness journey, this could help you too, but I am going to be speaking more directly towards macro coaches as as you know this podcast is for both. It's for people who are on their fitness journey and also macro coaches looking to level up for their own clients. And this episode is targeted towards helping you as a macro coach. By the way, I also have, shameless plug, but I also have a Macro Coach Community Facebook page, literally just for macro coaches, and it's just to build community. It's a safe space to chat with other coaches, hear ideas, share thoughts, share resources. Um, I don't like sell in there or anything. It's really just to build community because, you know, it's the Wild West out there, and sometimes it's nice to just have a community of like-minded women in the same space as you as other business owners. So I have a link to that in my Instagram, or you can just search macro coach community on Facebook and you should see the one with my little face on it popping up. So let's dive into the episode because we're going to cover three types of stressors. And I want you to remember when I talk about stress, I don't just mean, is your client feeling stressed out? There's a lot of ways that stress is presented in the body and it's important to know and acknowledge and program each of these, you know, each of these types of stressors and manage each of these types of stressors to really get your client results. Because if your client is stressed in any of these three ways, it's going to affect their results. So I've really categorized these types of stressors into three main buckets. And a good way to remember them is the three P's. Okay. So they each start with P 
Um, and so it could, you know, just be a, a helpful little reminder for you as you're programming your clients be like, okay, I need to consider the three P's of this client and, and what types of stress they're under. So the first P in the triad is perceived stress. So this will affect your client's ability to make progress for sure. And when I say perceived stress, these are things that you you most commonly think of when your client is stressed, or these are just things in general that your client will perceive as stressful. So this could be work stress, right? That's a huge one relationships, finances, social commitments, burnout, lack of control, the list goes on. But anything that your client perceives as stressful. Now, one person can have a stressful job, but perceive it as not that stressful. So, you know, know that this is just perceived stress. And just because you think a job is stressful doesn't automatically mean that the client is going to perceive it as stressful. But a great way to really assess this is to administer a perceived stress scale. So if you Google PSS or perceived stress scale, one will pop up and it's a classic stress assessment tool. And it it was developed, I think, in like the 80s, but it remains really popular because it's effective and it works, but it helps us understand how different situations affect our feelings and our perceived stress. Because a lot of the times, you know, a client might say, well, you know, I, I'm just busy, right? I have kids, I have a full-time job, I'm trying to you know, do this, navigate this, whatever. Like I'm just busy, but I I don't feel that stress. I'm just like busy and always on the go. That's still stress. They're just not perceiving it that way. And so it's nice to have this stress scale to really have the client reflect on and be asked about different types of stressors in their life. Because again, They might not perceive it as stressful. You might not perceive it as stressful, but maybe it is if they took a little bit more time to actually kind of step back and have that outsider's look onto their life. Um, So, you know, it'll, it'll ask your client to like indicate how they felt or what they were thinking during a certain event. Um, The questions I will say are very similar, but there are differences between them that will kind of treat one as a separate question. So it's really cool. So check it out, just Google it. I didn't create it or anything, but I do utilize it when I might suspect there's a lot of stress in a client's life, but I don't feel like they're giving me enough information or they're reflective enough to understand their stress because people do underreport stress levels a lot. And it's because of two main reasons. One, like I said before, they kind of normalize it, right? Like, oh, I'm just super busy or I have, I'm have i juggling a lot or I just like have a lot of social commitments and I like want to do all these things. Maybe they don't feel like that's stressful because they've just normalized that lifestyle so much. But the other reason is because they don't really reflect on what stress truly is and they don't understand it. And so, you know, we, we really want to be able to have a client come into us or into our program with the knowledge and awareness to give you enough information to indicate, okay, does this client have a lot of perceived stress? And that that stress scale rating is a, a great way to do that. 
So how does, you know, perceived stress really affect their goals? Because I'm telling you all to care about this, but why should we care? Like, obviously we want our clients to be happy and not super stressed out, but how does this actually affect their goals? Well, kind of the first one being the most obvious, it can really affect adherence and compliance. If your client is stressed and they're stress eating, that's going to affect their compliance. If your client is stressed and they, you know, just have all these, you know, balls that they're juggling and they can't fit in eating a vegetable or they can't get a workout in because of work stress or whatever, that's going to affect adherence. And so when a client comes into our program, we can help them manage that perceived stress in order to better adhere and comply with this new like program and lifestyle that you're trying to have them implement. So that's kind of the first thing. The, the, the other reason that I want to dive deeper into because it's really important is this perceived stress and any of the stressors that I'm going to be talking about today, all the three P's, these really affect the way that their, your, their body is perceiving and, and taking note of everything that's going on. So we have the sympathetic nervous system and we have the parasympathetic nervous system. The sympathetic nervous system is this physiological change that occurs in our bodies during a fight or flight response, any sort of like stressful state, right? So, you know, this can increase our heart rate, our blood flow, things like that. When our body thinks that it is stressed out and it perceives stress, it sees it as kind of like a threat, right? And that's a good thing, right? We we want to be aware and our bodies were kind of adapted in that way in order for us to survive. Like if we thought we were going to be, you know, mold down by like a tiger or something like we want to have that heightened awareness and alertness in our bodies to be able to fight back or or run away and there's a lot of processes in our body that help us perform those actions and a lot of hormonal functions that happen with you know with our stress response system the whole hpa access you know helps create all these different signals when we are stressed out but we want to use that for like emergency situations, right? We don't always want to be in this perceived stress state, stressful state where our body is always on high alert. Our body is always, you know, in this constant state of fight or flight, but your body doesn't know, is it stressed out because of a work thing? Are you overwhelmed? Are you burnt out? Are you being chased by a tiger? Like, it, it doesn't know exactly what is causing that stress. It just knows how to protect you from that stress. And so, again, we want that type of stress short term. But when a client has really long term stress in their body and their body is always in that sympathetic nervous, you know, state where it's like fight or flight, that's going to take our toll on our body. The last thing your body is going to want to do when it's stressed is lose weight or perform well in the gym or, you know, be able to sleep well through the night because everything affects it from, from the top down in, in terms of stress. And, you know, when we have this stress response system, our body releases cortisol. And I want you to remember cortisol is that stress hormone. And when we have too much cortisol for too long, it can kind of like 
in layman's terms, like bottom out. And then we have like really low levels of cortisol and low levels of cortisol can be really hard because, you know, that's going to cause fatigue and inflammation and muscle weakness, low blood pressure, hypoglycemia, dizziness, lightheadedness, all these things, even anxiety and depression, cravings, you know, low libido, all, all these things when cortisol levels aren't on point. Also, when our cortisol levels get messed up, sleep can be really affected, right? Because we want a little bit of high cortisol levels in the morning to help us get up and get out of bed. And then cortisol does this cool thing where it lowers as melatonin increases near bedtime. And that's a great way to kind of calm our body down, get it ready for sleep. Um, and be able to sleep through the night and have this regular circadian rhythm. But when your client is all stressed out and let's say their cortisol is really fucked up, they're gonna have these weird, you know, things happening in, in their cortisol levels throughout the day, which can affect sleep and all the other things I previously mentioned. And when a client has high cortisol or too low cortisol, that can affect the body's ability to have this transformation. Because again, the last thing your body wants to do when it's stressed out is do all these energetic activities like building muscle or, you know, losing weight, right? It's going to conserve energy. The last thing it wants to do is shed all this body fat when it's stressed the fuck out. Or, you know, clients can even, you know, lose their period, for example, because the last thing, again, your body wants to do when it's stressed is give birth to and grow another human inside of you. And so, you know, stress can just affect a lot of things in that way. So that's all to say perceived stress and all the other stress that I'm going to talk about today is really, really important for you to manage because there are serious implications to having too much perceived stress. So you remember anything from this first P of perceived stress, it's that really get to know what your clients do perceive as stressful and have them really reflect on it and not normalize a stressed out schedule, a stressful life, a stressful work environment. It's your job to help them manage that negative biofeedback coming in if they come back with high levels of stress. So they should be rating their stress levels on your weekly check-ins. It should be an in-depth part of your intake process. And I can't stress, stress enough. Okay, second P. The second P we'll wanna be aware of in our clients is physical stress, okay? So we have that perceived stress, kind of like that mental side. Now we have the physical side. So what things is your client doing that puts stress on the body? And I want you to remember, and I want you to remind your clients, if they are working out and going to five Orange Theory workouts and trying to lift weights and eating in a calorie deficit, all those are physical stressors on the body. Someone can love working out as a mental stress relief, right? But that's just a mental stress relief. Working out is still a stressor on the body. Same with lack of sleep. When we're not sleeping enough, that's a physical stressor on the body. Our body is not given that time to be in that rest and digest state for it to do all of its metabolic processes at night when it's at rest, right? And that can even affect things like digestion and obviously energy if a client is getting, you know, a lack of sleep. Same with dieting. So when we're looking at our client's physical stress, are they under eating? Are they putting their body in a stressful state by not fueling it enough? 
or fueling it too much. Remember, there's two sides to, to food. If we have too much, we can have metabolic syndrome, insulin resistance, obesity, all the things that we don't want. And if we're underfed, we can have metabolic adaptation. We can just be chronic dieting, right? There's negatives to being on the other side, being underfed, nutrient deficiencies, things like that. So when you have a client coming on, or maybe you're even dieting a client or building a client, right? And they're in a build. You need to be aware that whatever you're doing, especially if they're in a calorie deficit, that is somewhat stressful on the body. And it's your job to assess that stress, how it's affecting your client and how you're going to program them. Because let's say your client comes in and you look at the first bucket, the first P, right? The perceived stress. And let's say they are totally stressed out. They have a, they're a single mom, full-time job. Maybe they're a nurse working night shift and their sleep is all messed up. Or maybe they're a flight attendant and they have all this jet lag. The last thing you're going to want to do is probably diet that person because now you they have perceived stress and you're layering on top of that physical stress. You know, so we need to learn how to manage it and not to say that you can't help them manage their perceived stress and not to say you can't diet people and put them under physical stress. Like, of course you can do that. But we, we just need to be able to assess it because if they have been under eating for too long, if they're working out too many days a week, if they're getting lack of sleep, if they've come to you chronic dieting, you need to remember like, yo, okay, that's part of my whole client's like stress avatar, right? And, and that contributes to the whole the whole stress on the body. So that really does matter. And that's normally what I would say a lot of macro coaches are really good about is giving diet breaks and and implementing reverse diets when necessary and helping clients lose weight who are maybe at an unhealthy body fat percentage or, you know, helping them through that insulin resistance or building muscle for them to become more sensitive to insulin, things like that. So I would say the second P, this physical stress, is what most of you macro coaches do really, really well. And the whole, you know, nutritional periodization of, of giving those breaks is great. But I didn't want to not include that because it, it's an important part of the process. So that's the second P, physical stress, okay? So again, we had perceived stress, we had physical stress, and now the third P is physiological stress. So physiological stress is what is going on with your client's physiology that is causing stress. And this can be any sort of stress. So this could be inflammation, this could be oxidative stress, this could be stress because they have really poor micronutrient status. This could be any gut issues. Those are gonna be super stressful on the body. Overconsumption of caffeine. If they have too much fiber or too low of fiber, that can be you know, a, a very good sign of, you know, glycemic dysregulation, which is stressful on the body, right? If they're, you know, maybe inflamed and having all these gut issues or they have, you know, these these allergies or atopic diseases, that's also a sign of like, okay, there's some inflammation going on. And when our body's inflamed and sending us signals of like, you know, gut issues or or rashes or or anything, that's that's a sign that your body is stressed out in some way and that's its way of telling you that. And, and we need to pay attention to that as coaches because 
you know, it's all part of your client's physiology is, is really their health, right? We, we want them to be healthy and happy and get to their goals. And so when we look at their perceived stress and we look at their physical stress and when we look at their physiological stress, we're really encompassing a, a very holistic program where, you know, you're, you're looking at all points of stress and making sure that everything is managed. So for example, if you come in or if you have a client come in and they are, you know, having, they're just eating like shit, (laughs) maybe they're not eating enough and what they eat is, you know, not good quality food. And let's say they just have poor lifestyle habits. They're watching too much TV. They're staying up too late. They're going out with their friends and having kind of that social jet lag. Maybe they have a really stressful job. Maybe they, you know, are burnt out at work, all these things you need to take that into account and say, okay, well, perceived stress, this client is stressed out at work, let's manage that. Physical stress, this client is working out way too much or not enough, and that physical stress needs to be managed. And they're not eating enough, so I need to feed them appropriately to support that physical stress you know, reduction by fueling their body more. Then you look at their physiology and say, okay, well, you know, this client is eating really unbalanced meals, right? Really poor diet choices, meal timing's way off. Maybe they're stress eating. Maybe they're just having really high carb processed meals. Their body is going to have to constantly be regulating the blood sugar or having really high GI meals and maybe not a lot of protein is going to be a huge stressor on that client's digestion and, and just overall glycemic regulation. And then if they're, they don't have good sleeping habits, they're staying up too late, that's circadian disruption, right? That's really going to cause some sleep issues. Maybe they, you know, rely on too much caffeine. Maybe they, you know, their cortisol levels are all messed up because of that. And like, you know, it's just like this perpetuating cycle. So it's your job as a coach to say, okay, in all these buckets of stress, How can I prioritize stress first? Maybe I don't diet this client. Maybe we're not going to start off going five days to the gym and hour-long workouts if they're not even sleeping enough. So I want to address the perceived stress, give them some stress management tools for that. I'm going to address the physical stress by programming their, their workout routine in a, you know, in a good way that's not too stressful on the body and they're not going to be overtraining. And I'm going to fuel them appropriately enough to do that. And then to adjust the physiological stress, I'm going to help make them better diet choices. I'm going to not have their body have to regulate their blood sugar so much and build those balanced meals and put in some protein and making sure that they have really good digestion and getting them on a good sleep hygiene routine to help with that circadian rhythm. That's a beautiful, a beautiful start to any client, right? When you look at all these, these three P's and say, okay, how can I optimize each one? And now you kind of know what to look for. You, you know what to look for in terms of perceived stress. You know what to look for in terms of physical stress. And the physiological stress, what I want you to look for is, again, that inflammation, poor micronutrient status, overconsumption of caffeine, low fiber, high fiber, meal timing, just poor diet choices in general, circadian rhythm, any sort of inflammatory signals like, you know, taking in 
on your intake form, looking at their digestion and their gut health and any other things that are signs of inflammation like, you know, skin stuff or acne or allergies or, you know, the list can go on. So, you know, making sure that, that you address all those three Ps because when we really assess all three in our programming and your check-ins and in the biofeedback, this is really where you can help a client thrive, not only in their external health and get them towards their physique goals, but internal health because they go hand in hand. We need to be more than just macro coaches. The days of if it fits your macros is long gone. Let's throw it in the trash. Let's let's not do that anymore. We need to be better coaches than that. And we need to understand what our clients are eating, how our clients are training, what they're building their macros with, how their body is responding to the lifestyle choices that they, you know, input on it. That infects their internal health, which affects their external health. They go hand in hand. You know, it's not just calories in, calories out. When you have a beautiful internal health system going on and when everything internally is optimized, then yeah, calories in, calories out, right? But when you look at these three Ps and if a client has physical stress that's messed up, physiological stress that's messed up, or perceived stress that's messed up, it's it's really, it needs to be more than just macros. You can't just calculate protein, carbs, and fat, call it good, and then, you know, hope for the best. We need to be doing more because if your client's internal health is not optimized, the last thing the body is going to want to do is lose weight or build muscle. Any of those high energy activities are not going to be there because your body is stressed out and it's just trying to survive. And the last thing it wants to do is take on all these other energetic things. So I really want you to ensure that you're practicing managing all three Ps within your coaching container to give your clients amazing results. So thanks for tuning in today. Practice your three Ps in your programming and I'll catch you all on the next episode. Bye. Congrats on finishing an episode of the Macro Coach Pro podcast. If you learned something new, share and tag me on Instagram. Don't forget to join the Macro Coach community on Facebook. You can click the link in the show notes. Until next time, bye friends.